Hi, this is Bailey Curry. Dallin Bestwick here. Brennan Gaunt here, former driver number 62. This is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Rafael Sard. Quick Pick Podcast. It's not that tough. Connor, Ethan, Quick Pick Podcast. You're listening to it. Everybody tune in. Welcome back to the Quick Tip Podcast. We're back after one week off. It's me and Connor here on the show. Big thanks to Washington on the daily Circle B Diecast, 213somewhere.com. Thank you to all of our partners. Go check them out at the links below. You'll hear more about them throughout the show. But we have limited time and a lot to discuss, Connor. And uh, are, are, are you still in shock like I am? Like, I'm still excited like anytime there's a good race you're excited for a while afterwards i'm still excited about the finish to yesterday's race i just can't believe it worked like we've had drivers try that before the wall ride like larson did video game move whatever you want to call it we've had people try that before but it's never worked and i don't know if the wall in three and four at martinsville is just that curved and it was that perfect or what but i i just i'm I'm not surprised he did it. I'm just surprised it even worked. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that the composite body helped. If you look at the pictures of the car afterwards, like obviously the suspension was shot, but it's barely dented, you know? And I think that's what, like when Larson tried it last year, that's what ultimately made it, made the move fail because the car like crumpled too much basically. Whereas, for whatever reason, the, the composite body, the next-gen car, um, it held up the, the the body itself. So there weren't pieces of the car getting torn off that were, like, flying all over the place, and, and that would slow them down. But whatever it is, it worked. I mean, it, it's, it's stunning. I, I cannot get the image out of my head of them showing Christopher Bell crossing the finish line and him like coming into screen out of turn three, like it looks like the thing sped up. It looks like it's it's on like a hundred fifty percent speed, but it's not. Yeah. So if you guys were living under rock and you didn't watch it, let's let's set the stage here real quick. So coming down the final laps, Chastain and Hamlin were uh, were fighting for, I guess fighting for a uh, playoff spot because at that point Bell. And Briscoe were in the lead, and if one of them won, then one of Hamlin and Chastain would be out. Chastain looked really slow there for a couple laps towards the end, and Hamlin was way above him. And then Chastain needed a couple spots in the last corner, and he had no one close to pass. So he uh, got up against that wall and wall-rided it around. And I, I love hearing the audio. They were Chastain was like, how many spots do I need? They said two. And Chastain doesn't even respond and just wall-rides it. Next thing, next thing you hear is, we made the transfer, so uh, no comment from Ross. He knew what he had to do to go uh, go in advance, and uh, I, I just completely shocked that that worked. And um, I would not be surprised if NASCAR pulls a little. Uh, this isn't allowed anymore after today. If you make a rule against this, you're the, it would be it would be stupid. I, I I'm sorry. I would hate it if NASCAR made the rule because they. Like, this will police itself, basically. How many times has this been attempted, you know? And I think this is the first time it's ever really worked. Well, yeah, but the only time it's 
the only time that's going to happen is the last corner when because you know your car is going to get destroyed and this won't car won't be graceful again. This is what I worry about is just like if you have this car like at any race now, like if it's a random race and you're 0.5 seconds back or whatever from the race winning, you know you can't dive bomb to go get them. You're just going to wall ride it because who cares about the car? If you're one of these expensive teams, if you're one of these Joe Gibbs and Hendrick, like if, if you're Elliot and you're second and you want to win and you want these five playoff points and you know how valuable they are and there's a, I don't know, a, a Kyle Bush out front that's a half second lead over you, why not wall ride it? What What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, you lose a couple of spots, whatever, but you're still going to get to the line and finish the race inside the top five. So I would, I think there should be maybe like a little, you know, don't do this because it's, it's, it's not, it's not fair almost. Yeah. I mean, Bowman tweeted after the race that it's very possible at Phoenix. I mean, we basically saw it happen at Phoenix last year uh, in the Xfinity race between Hemrick and uh, Sindrick. So I don't know. I, I NASCAR has said they're not going to make a rule change this year. Basically, they're gonna they might implement something next year. I would just think that, like Chastain said in his post race interview, he was scared he was gonna hit the like the transfer gate in the corner. I think yeah, and it is dangerous. I will like you don't know it's on the track, but that is kind of like a dangerous move to fly. I mean, you saw it. He was full throttled around there. He set the new fastest lap for Martinsville just because he wall rided it. Yeah. Fat, uh, second, uh, it's not a track record because a couple modifieds have set a lap, and those are like those are open wheel cars that have way more grip than a cup car. So, um, fastest uh, cup car, stock car at, uh, lap time at Martinsville. I'm just, have you seen how big this has blown up? Did I send you? It made Sports Center last night. ESPN does it not was, care about NASCAR, and it made the number one play of the weekend on Sports Center. And this is with, you know, football on. I know baseball in the World Series wasn't on yesterday, but you have you have you have other big basketball, hockey, you have these other big time. Sports. All four major sports are in action right now, and NASCAR gets the number one spot. I mean, yeah, I mean, you never see that before in any type of racing. Um, you never see some guy. One that needs needs points, and you know, he, he, I mean, I was watching why he came out of two. I thought he was done. I thought his season was done, and he was not going to race for a championship. It'd be Hamlin, and all of a sudden, you see this little red flash going around the wall, and you're like, "No, he didn't." And uh, yeah, he put some extra grease on the side of his door. Some watermelon juice. Yeah. I. Yeah, have you seen the the fan video like from the turn three grandstands? Yeah, and it's it's I can't get over how fast he was compared to the other cars. Yeah, it looks like like I said, it looks like he's sped up, but he's not. He's 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 flying around. My question for you is, where does this rank all time in terms of moments? Like I was talking with someone on on Twitter, or yeah, I forget where I was talking about. Where does this stack up compared to like? 2003 Darlington, Kurt Busch and Ricky Craven, closest finished ever. Where where does this stack up compared? I I can't even think of other moments. Um, you know, of course we've had great races that the racing was just great all the time, and we've had great finishes as well, really close finishes like the 2003 finish. But in terms of total shock factor and like just craziness, like I I this might be it. 
This might be the best up moment there. Ever. It's up there for sure. I just, you know, he didn't win the race. And, I mean, he's taken, he's taken away that Chris Bell just walked his way into the round of four, needing a win, and he went and got it. For that the second that, straight round. Yeah, this is a, this, and that's irrelevant to everybody right now. I got to give props to Bell. He needed a win for the second time, and he won his way in. Like, that's insane for two straight rounds. But yet, Chastain stole the show. And it's insane to me that Bell did this impossible almost, and no one cares about it right now because Chastain did even more of an impossible act. Like, it's up there. It's definitely top five, and it has an argument to be number one. Bell had an amazing drive to win the race. He put on tires. I think he restarted like seventh. I don't know where he restarted for that last run, but he drove up, took the win. But when he gets out of the car, when when Ross got out of the car, he got more cheers than Bell did. Like Ross, Ross stole the show, like you said. And and that's my other question is, is Ross like NASCAR's best chance at like I don't know what the right word is, but like, not international, but like, is is Ross most famous driver in terms of like, or most marketable at this point? You know, with the moves he makes on the track, his backstory, all that, his character. Yes, yes, I'll say yes because Elliot is more of a media. Like he is just grounded into what he has to say. He's so he, he doesn't go, he doesn't do anything special, and. <sighs> You see Chastain's moves. He doesn't care about anybody else. Um, he thought his career was over. He gets a chance with Trackhouse. He's run away with it. Um, watermelon, yeah, I would say he's one. He is more flashy than a lot of people. He's like the Fernando Tatis of baseball. Yeah. You know, that's – and he is so – doesn't give – a crap about what anybody says or what anybody thinks of him. He just goes out there and wins and does what he has to do to do it. And he doesn't care what else. He doesn't care what happens. Um, I, I, have you heard the Chase Briscoe radio? Yeah, he's like, holy cow, that's awesome. Well, he's, he's, and the spotter said, when he's coming out, he said, I cannot believe what I just saw. And yeah. I was like, that's the best way to describe that. No the fans even were in shock for a minute or two until it really set in what he just did. It was such one of the best moves I've ever seen. I love the fan videos for, of this for that reason is watching everybody realize it and hear like the crowd building up like, holy cow, that just happened. I didn't, did I tell you my boss was there? My boss was at the race this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. And I got a whole bunch of texts from him. It, it, it was great. He's – I'm so jealous. Um, I, in, in terms of, like, the only recent thing that I can remember that would have the same, like, shock factor in the last corner was Larson and Bowman at Pocono last year when, when Larson blew the tire. Other than that, like, do, do like super speedway finishes count? Like this is a one of a kind thing. I really hope nobody else tries it, even if there isn't a rule. Like, I wish well, this would be. An- I think if it, I think if it keeps happening, there will be a uh, rule set in place that this cannot happen. And we all know it's only going to happen in the last lap, and it might happen at Phoenix because you imagine a championship on the line, and you have even Chastain in the same spot again, or something like that. But you have, I don't know. 
you have Logano and Elliott, and they just saw what happened. And Logano is second, Elliott's first. And all of a sudden, Logano just says, hey, this is the last corner of the season. If I have a wrecked race car and I finish, and I don't even make it back to the line and finish 30th, who cares? Yeah. And he will just dive bomb. I mean, not dive bomb. If he can't dive bomb and go get him, he'll just get up against the wall and hope it sticks. And now it's almost like if you're the leader going to the last level of Phoenix, do you go high line just to protect that? It, it sets up so much more now in the future. If you're know this is possible, like someone has done this and we don't, and there's aggressive drivers in the back that need more spots. Do you just go high line and if if you if he sees you coming, you just go up there and block him? I don't know. It it creates so much more options for drivers that are that are needing a spot or needing a win in the uh, closing lap. I I don't mind it. I really don't. When you look at how much this is blown up, like I said before, it was on Sports Center. According to Jeff Gluck, the video on Twitter already has like six million views which is crazy. Um, I had multiple people walk up to me at school. I was also, I had like a party last night as well after the race. Um, Say like, never talk about NASCAR or even like tease me about it. We're like, Hey, did you see the finish to the race? Like my parents had it on. That was crazy. Like just, I think this is the most viral thing NASCAR has had for a good reason in a long time. And I think that's the most exciting thing. When you look on Twitter, there's, there's blue check Mark race car drivers. I mean, there's formula one drivers tweeting about this, you know, it's like, yeah, because you don't see it in there. That was, that's one of the best racing moments ever. Not even just in NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, any, any self-respecting racing fan can look at that and say, that's awesome. How did he pull that off? And that's what's so cool about it is like, it's an amazing moment that so many people got to experience. And also I think it's really going to help NASCAR. Like I think that the ratings next week at Phoenix are going to be insane. Like com- compared to what it typically gets. Yeah, Let's quickly, let's quickly just say this. So you'll have Logano, Elliott, Bell and Chastain in the final four. That's crazy. Like, like that's four different teams almost four different types of drivers, four different age. Like this might be one of the most exciting round of four matchups I've ever seen. Like I can like, I'm excited to watch the race and I have not been, I've been kind of like half watching it ever since Bowman went out. because I've just been sad about that and good to, by the way, good to hear he's coming back for Phoenix, but I, I just, it's going to be NASCAR, you know, a couple years ago when you had the retirement of uh, Gordon Johnson, Earnhardt, like Junior, like NASCAR didn't really know where they're going, and now they have. I want to say one of the most skilled. Like they have so many. Like you don't have these top name drivers. There's so many of them now. Like there's not fans of one driver and some. Like it is the most. Like there's maybe the same amount of Chastain fans as there's Bush fans. I mean, it is just insane. Ross. I think is on the way to being the next NASCAR superstar with the way he drives, the way he acts out of the car, the way he doesn't care about what he does on the track, but at the same time is not reckless, you know? And like you said, I think this is the most compelling championship four we've had in a long time because you have 
You have Logano, who's just he's he's a veteran, but he kind of races like a young guy still, right? He's yeah, he, he still, doesn't care what people think of him. He's like hands up on the wheel, aggressive. You have NASCAR's like hardcore fan, most popular driver in Chase Elliott, defending or not defending champion, previous champion, probably the best car all year. You have Christopher Bell who's just exploded in these playoffs and is on his way to being the next big thing. And then you have Ross who doesn't who doesn't give a crap about what anyone thinks. And and you also, because of the way the owner championship stuff worked, you have Larson. Larson is in the owner's uh, championship four, and Elliott actually isn't. So Larson will have stuff to race for too, and Larson's probably the most talented driver in the series right now. I, I I agree with you. I can't wait, and and we'll get to the Phoenix preview in the third segment. But um, this this thing, the excitement, the hype, NASCAR had better start promoting this like crap. Like say, see what this guy did. You've all seen this crazy move. Guess what? He's racing for a championship next week, three o'clock Eastern NBC. Boom. Yeah, and it's on the big time network, which is good. Yeah. I, I, I cannot wait. It, it's it's such a, a crazy move. We mentioned Christopher Bell won the race. Um, quick top 10 before we go to segment two. Um, I think Chase Elliott finished, uh, finished 10th. Um, let me pull it up quick. Chase Elliott, 10th. Briscoe, Wallace, Byron, Logano in 6th. Uh, Hamlin starts the top five. Then you have Chastain, who gains uh, five positions on the final lap. Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, and Christopher Bell, your winner. Uh, Denny Hamlin won both stages. Brad Kozlowski finished fifth, but uh, got disqualified, or finished fourth, got disqualified for uh, having too much weight or, or having too light of a car. So uh, thank goodness he didn't win because that would have been a firestorm. But, uh, yeah, crazy moment, and I cannot wait for next week. Yeah, it'll be exciting. All right, coming up next, segment two, we will go over, at least someone will go over, the Ty Gibbs incident because that was set to be the big news, uh, big topic for the podcast this week until Ross Chastain had other plans. That's coming up next on the Quick Tip Podcast. the quick pit podcast i'm your host ethan this is segment number two i'm by myself for the rest of the show connor's schedule did not work out that's unfortunately going to be a trend over the next couple months probably during the entire off season uh we should be able to do a big phoenix recap pod next week but after that might be a little spotty here and there he's got swim i've got stuff going on our schedules just do not do not line up on a regular basis so it'll be mostly me by myself you might hear eric come on for a little bit you might hear uh some other people some twitter followers um who have some podcasting experience we might have them on as well to guest host so a whole bunch of uh whole bunch of things coming up i guess uh, I'll, I'll say that but uh one thing that did happen this past weekend and we alluded to it earlier uh, in segment one, talking about Ross Chastain, 
is that there was some other drama earlier in the weekend in the Xfinity Series race. Ty Gibbs wrecks his teammate Brandon Jones on the final lap to win the race. That's bad enough, wrecking your own teammate, spinning him out into the fence. Uh, Jones was running second. Jones took the white flag with the lead. Gibbs running second. Uh, Jones in the lead. Um, they had been going back and forth all race. It was a pretty good battle, if I must say so myself. And what makes it even worse is that Jones needed a win to advance to the round of four. Jones was in the round of eight. Ty Gibbs, by virtue of stage points, had already locked up a spot. So, with uh, Noah Gregson and Josh Berry's wins earlier in the round, and Ty Gibbs locking up a spot on points, there's one spot left for the championship four at that point in the race on the final overtime restart. Justin Allgaier and AJ Allmendinger have been battling all day to have the spot, but if someone won who was in the round of eight, someone not named Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, or, or Ty Gibbs, the winner would be in and would bump out Allgaier or Allmendinger, whoever ended up with the upper hand. Allgaier ended up with the upper hand in that situation, but Jones needed to win. His teammate in second, Ty Gibbs, did not need a win. He'd already locked it in. He just has to defend there, and you get two Joe Gibbs racing cars in the Xfinity Series finale for the championship at Phoenix next week. Ty Gibbs goes and wrecks his teammate. Guess what that does? That lets another junior motorsports driver in. He blatantly wrecks him, gets out of the car, says it was intentional. He didn't apologize or anything. He's like, I meant to do that. Maybe I didn't mean to spin him, but I meant to move him out of the way. It doesn't matter. You intentionally cost your teammate a trip to the championship four. Competition aside, there's bonuses for team members. Every member of the Brandon Jones team, the number 19 team for Joe Gibbs Racing, gets bonuses for making the championship four. Ty Gibbs cost that team a lot of money. Cost those families a lot of money for the tire changer. Good, nice Christmas bonus for the tire changers. For Brandon Jones himself, for the crew chief. And you know, because it's Ty Gibbs, that Joe Gibbs isn't going to do anything. He's come out and said, oh, we're very disappointed. Corey Gibbs has said, oh, we're very disappointed with how that went down. Yeah, that's what you're going to say to the media. But we know, Joe, that all you care about is your grandson. He can't do wrong in your eyes. It's a it's an absolute mess. It's an absolute mess watching Joe Gibbs racing fall apart because that's what it is. I mean, Denny Hamlin tweeted out after the incident, I miss JD, Joe Gibbs' uh, son who passed away a couple years ago. I think the cup drivers are scared because with Kyle Busch leaving, which at this point kind of looks like Joe really didn't try because he wants his grandson to have that seat next year. It's almost certain that the 18 is going to be a Monster Energy Toyota with Ty Gibbs in the seat. He's immensely talented. I will not knock Ty Gibbs for his talent. Ty Gibbs is one of the best talents in racing. However, he needs to grow up so much. He's not ready maturity-wise. He might not even be ready skill-wise because if you can't win a race cleanly like that, what even are you? He's, he's only 20 years old, but just 
Just an absolute farce. I, I am a Justin Allgaier fan. I'm a Junior Motorsports fan. I watched that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Even though it let Allgaier into the championship four. And let me say this. Allgaier is one of the best drivers in the field at Phoenix. Is Brandon Jones? No. So Ty Gibbs allowed, instead of a guy who's never been in the championship before, who's never been in that position, someone inexperienced, Ty Gibbs allowed instead probably the toughest competitor in the field at Phoenix that to, to race for the championship against him. He harmed his championship hopes, both by taking a teammate out, letting another guy in who's extremely good at the championship track, and also, let's not forget, Brandon Jones, next week at Phoenix, it's his last race for Joe Gibbs Racing. He's going to, guess where, Junior Motorsports to replace Noah Gregson once the season is over and Gregson moves up to the 42 car and cup. So... Ty Gibbs is going to be racing against three junior motorsports drivers. Who? Noah Gregson. Won at Phoenix earlier this year. Has the most wins in the series in 2022. You've got Josh Berry. Three wins this year. Short track ace. Debate how you want about Phoenix, but it's definitely not an intermediate mile and a half. It's closer to a short track than an intermediate. Slow, low banked corners. About a mile in length. It's closer to being a short track than, than a lot of others. And you have Justin Allgaier, who's the Phoenix master. I don't know how many wins Allgaier has at Phoenix, but it, it's probably a good amount. It's... I... I don't know... I don't know what Ty Gibbs is thinking. The fact that he gets out and doesn't own up to it is equally as disturbing. I'm trying to count here. Allgaier has two career wins at Phoenix. But I'm trying to find... I can't find the numbers, but he has incredible numbers at Phoenix Raceway. Plus all the other experience. I think Allgaier is probably... He's, he's not going to be the, the, the hot topic, but I think he's a big threat to win this championship at this point. But... If you're Ty Gibbs, you get out of the car, you do a big burnout, you get out of the car, stand on the roof, beckon the fans' booze that are raining down on you. It's probably the loudest booze I've ever heard. And then and then you you offer no remorse, no regret. You don't apologize. You do nothing. He is extremely lucky that Brandon Jones is a mild-mannered fella. That he didn't come over there and knock his lights out because... I think a lot of drivers would have done that. I mean, Noah Gregson, in, an, in his interview, Noah Gregson, an amazing interview, I must say, um, said, if I was in Brandon's situation, Ty would not be celebrating right now. It, it's a total, it's a, it's a total douche move by Ty Gibbs. Take out his teammate. And if I'm Ty Gibbs, I'd be scared for next week. If I'm Brandon Jones, I hope Brandon Jones cleans him out next week. Of course, NASCAR would would harshly crack down. Just say you got loose. Whatever. Underneath Ty, drift up, ruin his race. You don't even have to spin him out. Just, just let one of your future JRM teammates... I mean, for all intents and purposes, that 19 is going to be a junior motorsports car. 
Because he sure as hell ain't helping the 54. I, I'm still, I was so angry watching this. I cannot believe that Ty did that. It, it's every, it seems something like this happens every two or three weeks. But this is the worst one so far. It's inexcusable. He's not ready for cup. He can't race that like that. He races like a spoiled brat. He doesn't deserve it. He hasn't had to work for a single thing in his life. And he's a, he's a jerk. And then he goes and compares himself to Jesus. No, you cannot do that. Say that as a Christian myself. That is not good. That's blasphemous. That's, that's, that is against everything that Jesus stood for. Like, it, it's just, it's a total, it's a total mess. And, and Joe Gibbs loses credibility every single time that this incident happens with Ty Gibbs. Because it's obvious that as much as you say, it's not getting through because you're not actually punishing him. You say, well, Ty, don't do that again. And he goes and does it again. And you have to do harsher things. Now, I do, I will say one thing. He shouldn't be suspended. Let the drivers police this themselves because, I will say, as soon as Brandon Jones got out of his car on pit road, um, he had a very composed, polite interview. Um... The fans all cheered him on. There was a video of a huge crowd of fans waiting for him, like in the campgrounds outside the exit to the speedway. Later that night, he signed autographs, took pictures. Everyone is behind Brandon Jones. Even the drivers, in just in the like three minutes of them showing pit road and during his interview and whatever, five minutes, you see at least 10 to 15 drivers walk up and talk to him and, and encourage him. Probably all saying the same thing. Ty Gibbs is a is a bleep. Um, you know, it, it, it's a total mess. I, 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 It's been four days since this happened, and I'm still angry about it because this guy's racing cup. If you're Denny Hamlin, if you're Martin Truex Jr., I'd be terrified of this kid coming in because if he's going to do it to Brandon Jones, who's the most established driver on the Xfinity Series Joe Gibbs Racing Team, the veteran presence, if you will, and he knows that he's got Grandpa watching his back. If there's an altercation, if if Ty Gibbs spins Denny Hamlin out intentionally, or even unintentionally, who do you think Ty or, or, or Joe Gibbs is going to back? He's not going to go against his grandson. There's no situation in which Joe Gibbs does not back his grandson for a move he makes on the track. Because it's obvious he hasn't so far. He didn't after the fight in Martinsville earlier this year with Sam Mayer. He didn't after he took swipes at Sam Mayer after he wrecked uh, Kyle or Kyle Ryan Sieg earlier this year at whatever it was Vegas. He didn't he didn't uh, reprimand him after he swiped at Ty Dillon and shoved him toward members on pit road. Pit, uh, crew members during a live pit, <clears throat> pit stop a couple weeks ago at Texas. It's obvious that Joe Gibbs does not care that Ty Gibbs can do no wrong in his eyes. That's disgusting. There has to be accountability for Ty Gibbs as young as he is. I don't deny that he has talent, but this Martinsville race show, there has been no accountability. 
I think part of the blame on this has to fall on Joe Gibbs for not nipping this in the bud. Because now, now, now it's, it's over. First of all, Ty Gibbs is never going to be a fan favorite. Because he's not redeemed like Kyle Busch was by having a fan favorite sponsor. He's not going to get any kids rooting for him because he drives the candy car. So, what, what, uh, Ty Gibbs at this point is doomed to be the heel. I mean, he already had a bad connotation coming in. Spoiled rich kid, son of the, or grandson of the owner. He's going to, he's got, he's never had to work a day in his life for a good race car. But, if he came in and was a respectful driver, you could, you could at least... Respect him. Nobody respects Ty Gibbs. Nobody. I don't... I was getting there over the summer. He had a good stretch over the summer. He had a couple really impressive runs where he raced respectfully. Last six weeks, out the window. Gone. No redemption for Ty Gibbs. Absolutely disgusting for Joe Gibbs Racing and Ty Gibbs. Coming up next... Going to preview Phoenix Championship Race. Got a lot uh, to talk about, to, to break down for next week's race at Phoenix Raceway. I'll get you, uh, me, I'll get you my picks, Connor's picks, some predictions, who to watch out for. All that coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. As always, for the third and final segment of this week's show, the preview segment, the last one of 2022. It's hard to believe that we have already reached the end of the year. It feels like Daytona was weeks ago. It really does. Um, uh, this season went so fast. I, I'm a little sad now. Like You know, you get caught up in the hype of the playoffs and the excitement of, especially the round of eight, like from the Roval to Martinsville, that's like always the most dramatic part of the season. And then you get after Martinsville and you realize, oh wait, that's it. We've got one more race. We've got one more race. And it should be a good one. I'll, I'll break it all down here in a second. First, the track facts, the location of the championship race for the third straight year is Phoenix Raceway, Phoenix, Arizona, one mile long. It's not quite an oval, though. It's got a dog leg. The, 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 the track is really wide going into turn one. There's, you know, they go four, five, six wide on restarts down into the corner to try and get the, get the advantage. It's flat. It's not, it hasn't got much banking. And uh, it's not, it's kind of, it's just kind of shaped funny. It's, it's just a funny looking track, but um, sometimes it does good race, uh, race well. Sometimes it does not race well. Hopefully it does this time. I thought the spring race here was not amazing, but it wasn't as bad as some have in years past. We'll see if they figure, the drivers figure out how to race it better this time around. But uh, let's, 
before we get into our picks, and we will in a second. By the way, I've officially clinched the season title um, as Connor was unable to correctly pick uh, the winner last week or the week before at Homestead. Um, he picked Truex last week. Truex did not win the race at Martinsville. Nobody got it correct. So unless one of us gets it correct this weekend, um, I will win four to two to one. Eric coming in second with two correct picks. Connor with one. But we'll get to picks in a second. First of all, drivers great at Phoenix. Kevin Harvick tops the list. Best average finish in the last 10 races here. 5.4. He's led 179 laps. He's finished in the top 10 in all 10 of the most recent races run at Phoenix Raceway. He only has one win in that span. 5 top 5s, 10 top 10s, and a pole. He's also got the most points in the series over that span. Kyle Busch comes in second. Two wins, 5 top 5s. Eight top tens, average finish of 6.6. This one's fascinating. Eric Almarola is third on this list. Last 10 races, an average finish of 9.6. He's got two top fives, six top tens. Um, he's very consistent, very consistent. You might want to look at him in the... Um, you, you might want to look to put him in your fantasy lineup if, if you want. I mean, you might have to. I, I would probably recommend putting all four championship drivers in there. But still, he might be worth a look. I believe he finished top 10 here in the spring. No, he did not. He finished 12th. But still, he qualified, qualified fifth. Anyway, um, so Eric Almarola, interesting underdog there. Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Chase Elliott, and Joey Logano all have a win here, as does Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson won the championship last year by winning this race. And Chase Briscoe won the spring race here earlier this year, back in March. Uh, his first career win locked himself into the playoffs. He almost made the round of... He almost made this race. Uh, if he could have held on for another 10 laps at the end of Sunday's race at Martinsville, he would have, but... Fortunately, he didn't. And with that, we'll go, we'll go to our championship four. We have Ross Chastain with his amazing wall ride, bumping out Denny Hamlin on the final corner of the Martinsville race. Of course, we talked all about that, Connor and I, in segment one. We've got Joey Logano, Old Faithful, makes the championship four every even-numbered year. Going for his second championship. We have Chase Elliott. 2020 champ, third straight championship for uh, appearance. He won this race two years ago. Big threat, probably the best overall team this year. And Christopher Bell, who's very close to Elliott, in my opinion, in terms of overall speed. He's had some more, more bad luck than the nine team has, but he's won three races. He's won the last two elimination races, and technically this does count as an elimination race. Winner takes all his first round of or his first championship four appearance as well so bell chastain elliott and logano i think one of the most even balanced final four drivers we've had in a long time i feel like whoever wins the title this year will be deserving and there won't be someone that you think was more deserving because even though chase elliott was the regular season champion did not have a good playoffs and he hasn't blown it it's not like he was the regular season champ by a huge amount he won it it was pretty heavily contested he pulled away a little bit at the end 
But he only has five wins. Next closest is three. Elliott has five wins. Logano and Bell have three wins. And Chastain has two. And these four drivers are the top four in average finish. So from a, a consistency standpoint, they're the best four drivers this year. They've, they've averaged the best finish. They have the best average finish in the grid. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how they stack up, but I believe we've got Chase Elliott at 12.0, Chastain at 13.5, Logano at 13.8, Bell at 13.9. So not only do they have the top four average finishes in the series, but they're within two spots of each other. It's not like... It's not like one of them had an 8 and the rest were in 12s. These guys are all so close. They're so close. Elliott has 5 wins on the year, as I said. 12 top 5s, 20 top 10s. Chastain has 2 wins, 5 top 5s, 20 top 10s. Logano, 3 wins, 10 top 5s, 16 top 10s. Christopher Bell, 3 wins, 12 top 5s, 19 top 10s. And let's not forget that because of his win at Homestead and the way that the playoffs... uh, Shook out this year with with the the Kurt Busch situation and the owner points as well being different than the driver playoffs. Kyle Larson is the Hendrick Motorsports owners championship car, so there's technically five guys racing for a championship because Elliott is not in. Larson won his way into this round, uh, even though he's eliminated after the round of eight at the Roval because Ryan Blaney made the round of eight but did not make the owner, the 12 card did not make the owner playoffs. Kyle Larson, who did make the owner playoffs, bumped in. And then he won at Homestead to lock himself into the round of four. So Larson is not racing for the driver's championship, but is for the owner's championship. So you could have two different champions. If Kyle Larson wins the race, or finishes ahead of Chastain, Logano, and Bell, then he's the owner's champion. So you could have... Like, you could have Larson win the race, Elliott second. Or you could have Elliott win the race and Larson second. Either way, that would get two titles, basically, for Hendrick Motorsports. But if Elliott wins the title, he does not win the the championship money for um, Hendrick Motorsports. It's whichever guy finishes second uh, of the, the four championship four owner cards, which is the five, the 22, the one, and the 20. Are you confused yet? So am I. Um, I'm sure they'll do a great job explaining it um, on the on the broadcast over the course of the weekend. I think this is going to be a great championship race. I'm extremely excited for it. We'll get to the picks here in a second. But first, let's talk about the Truck Series and Xfinity Series. First of all, Truck Series. We have Ty Majeski. We got Ben Rhodes. We've got Zane Smith, and I am forgetting the last one. You're probably yelling at me right now. Um, let me let me look it up. Truck Series Championship Four. Right now, who am I forgetting? I'm gonna. Be, oh 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 yes, sorry. It's Chandler Smith, of course. Alright, so Chandler Smith, Ben Rhodes, Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, three Toyotas, one Ford, no Chevrolets. Um, ben Rhodes and Ty Majeski for Thor Sport and Chandler Smith for KBM. Last race for KBM under Toyota. 
and Zane Smith for front row in the Ford. Uh, none of them have more than three wins. Actually, nobody in the truck series got more than three wins. Uh, Smith has three wins. Majeski has two. Uh, oh, wait. Both Smiths have three wins. Um, ben Rhodes has one win. That was at Bristol Dirt, I believe. And Ty Majeski has two. So, we'll start off with picks right now. My pick for the Truck Series Championship is Ty Majeski. I I think he's on a roll. He's, he's peaking at the right time. He's showing that he has the talent to compete in NASCAR. Ty Majeski is my pick. Eric's pick is, as I scroll back to find it, because I didn't record it yesterday. Chandler Smith is Eric's pick. Good pick as well. I think you can make a case. There's no there's no outlier in these trucks playoffs as well as a very parody field uh, competition. And then from Connor, we've got, as I search for it, Connor is going to go with Zane Smith. So we've got three different picks. Uh, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Xfinity Series, fresh off the drama from Martinsville. Uh, as I speak, there's press conferences going on where all sorts of spicy things are being said by Noah Gregson and, and uh, Ben Rhodes and, and uh, Ty Gibbs. I highly recommend you look it up on like Twitter or something. Jeff Gluck and Jennifer Fryer have all the quotes. Um, but we've got Noah Gregson, Josh Berry, and Justin Allgaier, all of Junior Motorsports competing. And Ty Gibbs in the 54 for Joe Gibbs Racing as well. That's your final four for Xfinity. That race will be on Saturday night. Truck race, I believe, is on Friday night. And then cup race is Sunday afternoon. Connor's pick is, you probably guessed it, it's Noah Gregson. Strong pick. Most wins in the Xfinity Series this season. He won at Phoenix earlier this year. Big threat to win this race. And the championship he's definitely deserving. <coughs> My pick will be Justin Allgaier. He has a, a history of performing extremely well at Phoenix. He's been looking for an, X, an Xfinity title for a long time. He finally gets it. Um, and then Eric's pick here is... Josh Berry, which I think is a really interesting one. That would be really neat to see the fallout from that because Berry does not have a ton of sponsorship, but it's obvious he's talented. Um, and he's signed back for Junior Motorsports again next year. Uh, the, actually, Bass Pro just announced they'll sponsor him 11 races, as well as Dale Jr. for two Xfinity races next year. And Junior Motorsports' is, uh, late model team with Carson Quapple the whole season in the Cars Tour, Bass Pro. So they're not leaving with Gregson, which is good to see. But... Josh Berry, that's a, that's a really good uh, pick, I think. I think you can make a case for every single driver, for all 12 drivers competing in their respective championships. I don't think we'll have one surprising or undeserving champion this year. Maybe jo Josh Berry and Xfinity, but even then, he's had a great year. All guys had a great year. Sure, Gregson and Gibbs have won more races, but they've all had good seasons. All right, the one you're waiting for, the Cup predictions cup picks we'll start off with connor connor's pick for the cup race is chase elliott um and and we're all this this will be our pick our pick will also be the the race pick although 
You know, what? I'm gonna go. Off, I'm gonna go out of, out, out of out of the ordinary. My pick to win the race is Kyle Larson. My pick to win the championship is Christopher Bell. Christopher, actually, no, 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 no. My pick for the champion is Joey Logano. Joey Logano wins the championship, highest finishing of the four drivers, but Kyle Larson wins the race and the owner's championship. Book it. That's my bold take. Eric's pick for the title is Ross Chastain and winning the race as well. Walk off two weeks for Ross. Best, probably the most clutch performance possible. And uh, series pick for the race. Uh, let me pull that up. Series pick is Cole Custer fighting for his life. We we hear you hear hear rumors that he might be replaced with Ryan Priest. That some that uh, I think Tony Stewart wants Ryan Priest in the 41 next year. Gene Haas wants Cole to have one more shot. Definitely drove like his uh, job was on the line last week. Had a good run at Martinsville, but ultimately fell outside the top ten. But still, promising run for him overall. But Cole Custer is Siri's pick. Imagine if Siri finally gets it right by picking Cole Custer. Man, that that would be something. All right, so that's our picks. We'll see who gets uh, as well. When there's only four drivers, it's pretty easy that someone's going to get it right. The only way the only way none of us get anything right is if Christopher Bell, um, Ben Rhodes, and Ty Gibbs win the titles. Toyota sweep, um, which I think would be pretty unlikely, but who knows? Maybe, maybe we, like, curse the Toyota sweep into happening. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Quick Pit Podcast. Thank you, as always, for 213 Simware for sponsoring this segment. 213simware.com race preview segment in the books. Go check them out on the links below. Thank you to Washington on the daily for supporting the show for anchor as always. Thank you all for listening. Share this around. Go check out the Jeff Gluck interview. If you haven't, that was still amazing. That was from a couple weeks ago. That's the most recent episode before this one on the feed. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week on the quick pit podcast to recap season Phoenix, the champion. It's going to be a good time. Tune in next week once again.